Welcome to Global River Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit globalriver.org. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are gathered once again to hear your word. Your word says the word gives life. The letter kills. The words that you are spoken, they are spirit and they are life. Lord, I get out of the way. Holy Spirit, use me, all of me. Every word that will come out of my mouth, let it be anointed to bring life, to bring revelation, to bring solution, to bring fire, to bring the anointing to your people today. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. I want to take the time uh, before I start the message to uh, honor Pastor Tom. He's uh, taking a much-needed rest. How many of you take vacations? Or take a day off? Pastors need a day off, too. Or maybe a couple of days. So, (laughs) Pastor Tom, we love you. Uh, We are praying for you. And... uh, we know that you're going to have a time to rest and encounter God and come laid up. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I have a powerful message that has been burning in my heart for a couple of weeks now. And the title of the message is Fear Not. Amen. Help me tell your neighbor, Fear Not. Fear not. This is going to be a, a, a group participation, okay? You have to talk back to the preacher. <laughs> Fear not. Uh, you know, t- say it like you believe it. Fear not. Fear not. So the, the logical question that will follow is why not? And that's what the Lord is going to speak to us this morning. Open your Bible to 1 Samuel 17. Uh, for those that were in service or in church last week or you listened to the message last week, last week you'll be scratching your head like 1 Samuel 17, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to tell you what happened. So on Sun, Saturday, la- last weekend, I was in Maryland uh, to attend to a family situation, a uh, family thing. And I was in the hotel room. I woke up around 4 a.m. Uh, to start my prayer time. So I started praying. And then the Lord said, open to 1 Samuel 17. And well, how did the Lord say that? Well, without going into a lot of detail, I just saw he said, David v. Goliath. David v. Goliath. So I knew because that's one of the ways that he talks to me. He just gives me a phrase. He just drops an int. I knew what he's saying. So I opened to 1 Samuel 17, and I was going to read it as part of my prayer time. I couldn't read it. I preached for the next two hours to myself in the room. Glory to God. The fire of God was all over me. And I was like, Lord, what is wrong with me? I read verse 1 and then I preach for five minutes. I read verse 2 and then I preach for five minutes. In the hotel room at 4 a.m., I mean, I was worried that I was disturbing people sleeping because I wasn't preaching quietly. Glory to God. So when Jennifer uh, started the message at 10 o'clock because I was watching. I was driving back, and I was watching live, driving back. Well, I wasn't looking at it. I, had, I got my eyes on it. I was listening. <laughs> YouTube was on. It was hooked up to my Bluetooth, so I, the car was lit up, so I was, I was listening. And then she opened to 1 Samuel 17. So I began to argue with the Holy Spirit. I said, well, there are many, many passages I can go to in the Bible that will speak to this message. So as I was thinking about changing it, the Lord said, no, you are going to speak on 1 Samuel 17. So I believe God is saying something to his church this morning when we are listening to this similar message, because my message is different from what Jennifer preached. Two weeks in a row, God is saying something. So I want you to pay attention this morning and listen, and you are going to be blessed by the name of Jesus. Amen? 1 Samuel 17, before we even get to that, I've heard preachers say this for as long as I've been a believer. They will say that there are over 365 fear nots in the Bible. How many of you have heard that? If you've not heard that, you just heard it. There are over 365 fear nots in the Bible. And they use the analogy that it means that for every single day, God is saying, fear not. Come on. God is saying, fear not. Uh, I need you to wake up this morning and and talk back to the preacher. Fear not. not. Why not? Because I am your God. 
Now, I'm like the Berean church. The Bible says the Berean church, Paul and the apostles will preach to them. And after they receive the word, they will go and check it out if it was so. So as I was, be- as I was preparing for this, the Lord began to speak to me to study fear not, where, where it appears in the Bible. So I'll give you a quick summary of what I found. In the New King James Version, The exact phrase, fear not, appears about 129 times, fear not. In the NLT, it appears about 36 times. The exact phrase, fear not, 36 times. Um, And when you look at, uh, in King James rather, it appears 331 times in 144 verses, including 63 exact phrases showing in the first. In ESV, I appear 327 times in 138 verses, and the list goes on. But I want to also submit to you that fear not can also be a synonym for do not be afraid. How many of you will agree with that? Do not be dismayed. Be strong and courageous. That's another way of saying fear not. Don't worry. Cheer up. I mean, there are many, many that we can get into. In fact, if I continue to list all the synonyms that correlate with the word fear not, it will take up most of my time. You cannot get the gist. So God is saying loud and clear to his body, to you, my brother, to you, my sister, in the situation that you are going through, fear not. Fear not, for I am your God. Most of the time, the phrase fear not is spoken by God directly to the people. And some of the time, it's spoken by the person, or by a person rather, to another person on behalf of God. For example, a prophet, an apostle. God is saying to the king, God is saying to his people, fear not. Glory to God. In 1 Samuel chapter, uh, chapter 17, we, we see the story of David v. Goliath. Actually, it's Goliath v. Israel, but really, it's really a battle between David and Goliath. And we're going to get, that, get to that in a minute. But I want to lay some quick foundation before, because once I launch into this, I may not get back to my note. Uh, fear not. Let me start by saying, when God says to you, when the only wise God says to you, fear not, it implies there will be a good reason to fear. Because if you tell somebody, fear not, it's because there will be something that is coming at you or will come at you that will make you fear. So God is saying, fear not. When God said fear not, it's because he knows the enemy will bring circumstances in the natural realm, in the spiritual realm, to cause you to fear. It will bring money problem. It will bring health problem. It will bring, bring a national problem. It will bring all kinds of problems that will make the heart of his people to quake and to fear. But God is saying this morning, fear not. The reason that God is saying fear not is because he is God, he is able, he is capable to handle whatever comes your way. Let me say that again. The reason God is saying fear not is because he is able, he is capable, he is not only able, he is loving, and he desires to help you more than you want to be helped. So he's saying fear not. I got you. I got your back. I got your front. I got your sides. I got your top. I got your bottom. I cover you. Fear not. I'm just, I'm just taming myself this morning. Now, when we read the word of God, when we study God, theology, theo from the word theology is the word theo, meaning God. When we study God, one of the things we found about God is that God is a miracle working God. God is a miracle working God. Maybe you are facing a situation right now that it looks impossible. Possible, <laughs> that it looks improbable, that it looks implausible, that it looks bad. We serve a miracle working God. Now, I looked up the word miracle. What is the word miracle? This is dictionary definition of miracle. Dictionary defines miracle as a surprising and a welcome event that is not explicable. 
and I looked up the word explain, because I know the meaning of the word explain, but I wanted to explain it. Able to be accounted for, understood, or you can explain in logical terms. That is inexplicable, that occurs <laughs> by natural or scientific laws, and therefore considered to be the work of divine agency. That's in your dictionary. A miracle is something that occurred that should not have occurred. That is my own definition. Something that happened that does not make any sense. Something that took place that defies any logic, that defies any scientific explanation. So that's why God is saying, fear not. They are saying that the cancer is inoperable. They are saying that it's, there's nothing we can do about this MS. They are saying that that rheumatoid arthritis, you're going to die with it. They are say, this is what doctors are saying. And doctors are not mean. They are just telling you what they are saying. But we serve a mighty God, Amen. a miracle God. A God that does miracle. Yeah. And I read in Hebrews 13, 8, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, is the same today, is the same forever. He never changes. He never changes. The Lord took me to a study recently because, you know, when we talk about healing, we look to Golgotha. We look to the cross. We look to the stripes that Jesus took. And that's true. That's powerful. But I, then you connect that to Hebrews 13, 8. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And in Hebrews 13, in Revelation 13, verse number 8, I believe, the Bible says the Lamb of God was slain from the foundation of the world. That's why when you read in the Old Testament concerning the children of Israel, the Lord God himself appeared and revealed himself to his people as Jehovah Rapha. So even before Jesus climbed the cross, even before he took the stripes, the Bible says the Lamb of God was slain before the foundation of the world. So he is always a healer. I want to, to, tell, to tell you this morning, anything that God reveals about himself in Genesis up through Revelation or even in our time, is not when it was revealed that he became it. Because time came out of him. He made time. He made man. So God has always been a healer. God has always been Jehovah Jireh. God has always been Hel Gibor. God has always been our helper. Amen. Glory to God. So when Jesus took the stripes, the 39 stripes, that wasn't when he became our healer. He's always been our healer. He's always been a miracle worker. He's always been our king. Yeah. So fear not. Yes. Fear not. Hallelujah. Fear not. The enemy has come against you. Your mind is palpitating. You are wondering how is it going to come around? How is God going to do this? I want to encourage you this morning. When you get into that situation, I want you to muster enough courage and get on your knees and say, Lord, I worship you. Lord, I praise you. And begin to worship. When you don't know what to do, when it looks bad, when you don't even want to get out of bed, come on. I'm speaking to people right now. I'm talking to you where you live. I'm not talking to you in the pie in the sky. When you don't know what to do, when you have no idea how it's going to come out, I want you to get on your knees. Even if you can't get on your knees, right on your bed, Lord, I praise you. Lord, I honor you. Lord, I give you praise. I don't know how I'm going to come out of this, but I trust you. I don't know how this is going to happen, but I praise you. I don't know how you are going to do this, but I praise you. I remember when my daughter, Miracle, I didn't even know I was going to be talking about this, when Miracle was diagnosed with all kinds of medical thing. I've preached on this before, but the Holy Ghost is leading me there, and I'm going to go. I'm going to follow him. When, he was, when she was diagnosed with all this bad, bad diagnosis, in fact, the doctors told us not to raise our hopes. Glory to God. I need to slow down. Not to raise our hopes. Not to raise our hopes. That goes against what the word says. Say, raise your hopes. Raise your expectation. No matter how high you raise it, you can't catch him. He is the most high. Am I preaching this morning? He is the most high. Glory to God. So I want to preach to you this morning and encourage your heart. Raise your faith. Raise your expectation. Raise your hope. Because it's more than enough. 
The doctors told us she's not going to make it. Have you met Miracle? Amen. Have you all met Miracle? Yes. Yes. Whose word came to pass? The words of the doctor or the words of Yahweh? Yeah, 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 yeah. The words of the doctor or the words of Yahweh? Ah, his word came to pass because he's Alpha and he's Omega, meaning the beginning and the end. The God that speaks and the God that makes it good. Amen. Glory to God. Are we in 1 Samuel 17? Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Miracle is what happens when you can't explain it. So I want to encourage your heart this morning to begin to expect a miracle. You know, expect a miracle. Believe God for a miracle. In 1 Samuel 17, the Bible says, Now the Philistines gathered their armies together to battle, and they were gathered at Sukkot, which belonged to Judah. And they encamped between Soko and Azekah in Ephes Damim. The first thing that the Lord showed me there, the enemy had already taken some land. The land they were standing on belonged to Judah. What has the enemy stolen from you? Or has he stolen the peace of mind? Has he stolen a part of your health? Has he stolen your finances? Has he stolen your marriage? God is about to restore it this morning in the name of Jesus. I prophesy over somebody that will receive me as a prophet. I prophesy over you this morning. God is about to turn it around. Hallelujah. The Bible says he that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Amen. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together, and they encamped in the valley of Elah and drew up in battle array against the Philistines. So it's mano o mano, Philistine against Israel. And the Philistines stood on, the, on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, in the, and there's a valley between them. So there's this mountain over here, this mountain over here, and a valley between them. And the champion, a champion, a champion, somebody say a champion. We have a champion too. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah! The captain of the host of Israel. A champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. I'm not going to get into the dimension. You already know that. And he had a bronze helmet on his head. And he was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. This is a big dude. Bigger than Shaq O'Neal. Shaq ain't got nothing on this guy. Verse number six. And he had bronze armor on his leg and a bronze javelin between his shoulders. This guy came, this guy came to fight. You know, the, your enemy came to fight. Your enemy came to fight. But there's a warrior on the inside of you. Uh, I'm speaking to some warriors this morning. There's a warrior on the inside of you. Arise! The Bible says, now the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his iron spearhead weighed 600 shekels, and a shield bearer went before him. This guy is a bad, you know what I mean. Verse number eight, I ain't going to say that in church. Then he, praise the Lord. I got to wake you up. Glory to God. I got to keep you with me. Come on. Verse number eight, then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, why have you come out to Line up for battle. Am I not a Philistine? And, yourself, and, and you, the servant of Saul, choose a man from yourself and let him come down to me. You know the story, but I got to read it because the Holy Ghost tells me to read it. And if he's able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. In other words, if we have one-on-one, -on -one, whoever wins will serve the other. That's the plan of the enemy, to make you to serve him, to bring you under, to climb on top of you. But I read in John 10, 10, the thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But my Yeshua came that I might have life and have it to the full till it overflow, overflow in life. So fear not. Fear not. He's just a roaring lion. The lion of the tribe of Judah is on the inside of you. I'm speaking to a bunch of lions this morning. Glory to God. I'm speaking to a bunch of lions this morning because he lives inside of you. Hallelujah. 
Verse number 10. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. Now look at verse number 11. When Saul and all of Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed. I told you one of the synonyms for the word fear not is be not dismayed. They were dismayed and greatly afraid. Fear came upon the children of God. Fear came upon the house of Yahweh. The house of Yahweh, they are shaking in their boots. The house of Yahweh. So God said, I, I got to deploy my man. Uh, I got to deploy my man. Saul is chickening out. And all the armies of Israel, they are chickening out. This guy is defying the armies of God. So God, that God arranged a situation. Somebody say, God arranged a situation. Uh, that's how miracles happen. It just look like happenstance. <laughs> but behind the scene, the hand of God is moving on your behalf. How many believe that? The hand of God is moving on your behalf. When you don't see it, even though I may not see it, even though I may not know how it's going to happen, but I believe God. How many believe with me this morning? How many are expecting a miracle this morning? How many know that God is a miracle walking God? Is a God that can turn and flip it around. <laughs> Glory to God. He's a God that can turn it around. Now, David was, no, now I want you to picture this. I love Hollywood. I love movies. You know, I love good movies, not some crappy stuff. So I picture this in my mind, in my spiritual eye. So this was happening at the war front. And then all of a sudden, the floodlight of Hollywood highlighted David in the house. Are you, can you see that? And the Bible says, now David was the son of an Ephratite of Bethlehem of Judah, whose name was Jesse, who had eight sons. And the man was old, advanced in years, uh, in the days of Saul. Three of his eldest sons, Jesse of Jesse, had gone to follow Saul to the battle. The name of his three sons was uh, that went to battle was Eliab the firstborn and then Abinadab, Abinadab brother and Shammah. David was the youngest and the three oldest had followed Saul. But David occasionally went and returned to Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. You know, I've read that story many, many times. I missed it. I missed verse 15. The Holy Spirit highlighted it to me yesterday as I was preparing and praying. He said, did you know that David, this wasn't the first time that David went to war to bring them food. I've missed it. How many times, you know, you read the Bible, you read it, you read the same passage, and then one day you are reading, and then you saw something that was, has been there all along. I, I, do I have a witness in the house? I, I, do I have a witness? So David, this wasn't his first time to go and bring them food. But this time is different. Glory to God. And the Philistine drew near. <laughs> you, you know, talk, I talked about miracle. <laughs> it happened at the time that David showed up to the camp. That was when Goliath showed up. Because God was about to spank him. Uh, God's about to spank your enemy. Now, y'all didn't hear me. God's about to spank your enemy. And he will organize a situation that looks like a happenstance. God is about to spank Goliath. And, and David happened to show up at the time that he was mouthing off. You know, the enemy speaks. Your situation speaks. Your finances speaks to you. You can't afford that. Your body speaks to you. You can't do that. Uh, your, your, your marriage is speaking to you. It's about to break. But there's another voice. That is saying, fear not. Amen. It's the voice of the Father. I'm going to turn it around. Somebody say, he's turning it around. He's turning it around. Do a prophetic act. He's turning it around. He's turning it around. He's bringing about that miracle. No matter how ridiculous it sounds, that's one of the things that Papa loves to do. The Bible says, and the Philistine drew near and presented himself 40 days, morning and evening. Ah, 40 days is 
also in the Bible, it represents testing. Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days. So 40 days here was a, not just a literal event, but also a picture of the children of Israel going through this testing. So it was harassing them for 40 days. Uh, how many of you have been in, in the test in this, in, in, in this season? <laughs> you are about to come out. <laughs> uh, bring out your pen and paper. You're about to write the paper. And you know the, you know the grade is already been graded. <laughs> you passed. Glory to God. God is about to turn it around. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, Jesse said to his son, David, take now to your brothers an ephah of dried grain and these ten loaves and run to your brother at the camp and carry these ten cheeses to the captain of the thousand. See how your brother is fearing and bring back news to me. Verse number 19. Now Saul and they and all of the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting the, with the Philistines. So David rose early in the morning and left the sheep with the keeper and took the things and went to Jesse who had as he has been commanded by him. And he came into the camp, or as the army was going out to fight, and there was shouting for battle. You know, when you picture that, you've seen some war movies, you can hear all kinds of commotion, people clanging, swords, and everybody wearing their belt, strapping up, getting ready to go and fight. Glory to God. They are getting ready to go and fight. And then, David happened, so he gave the supplies to the supply keeper. Let's go to verse 23. Then as he talked with them, there was was the champion of Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistine. And he spoke again according to the same words, so David heard them. God arranged for David to hear it because he had put a different spirit in David. Amen? And that's the spirit that is in you this morning. That is the spirit that is in you this morning. The lion of the tribe of Judah lives on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Verse number 24. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, they fled from him, and they were dreadfully afraid. That's why God is saying to you this morning, fear not. So the men of Israel said, have you seen this man who has come up? The guy is towering over everybody. He's a giant. Not only that, he deployed witchcraft, spirituality. We're going to get to that in a minute. Surely he has come up to defy Israel, and it shall be that the man who kills this him, the king will enrich with great riches. That was good news to David. I'm going to get paid. Glory to God. And he will give him his daughter. I'm going to get a fine woman. Glory to God. And not only that, I'm going to become royalty. Because if I marry the daughter's king, I'm royalty. Amen. Glory to God. And I want to remind you this morning, you're royalty. The Bible says we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Do you see the connection? You are a David this morning. You are a David this morning. The Bible says, then David asked the other people, verse number 26, that stood by, what shall be done? He's trying to confirm. Maybe these guys are blowing smokes up my nose. You know what? Uh, what shall be done to the man that killed this Philistine and take away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the army of the living God? Now, David brought something, a revelation that he knows, that every Israelite should know, that every Israelite must know, that they have a covenant with the God of heaven. They have a blood covenant with the God of heaven. So David said, wait a minute, what is going on here? Why is everybody shaking in their boots? David was not looking at the height of Goliath. So I want to encourage you this morning, don't look at the height of what is coming at you. Look at the great I am. Look at the great I am. The man of war. He said, this guy doesn't have a covenant. Who is this Philistine? Who is this raggedy Philistine that is defying the army of the living God? Am I, am I the only one that is seeing this? Am I the only one that's perceiving this? What is wrong here? This guy ain't got no covenant with God. I have a covenant with God. That's what David was saying. Who is this tall, bad looking guy that is defying the army of the living God? So when they heard that, because of time, because I need to learn some things. When they heard that, the, the news got to his brothers. You know the story. 
And Eliab was really mad, like, what is wrong with you? Oh, you are supposed to do. All dad told you to do, you know, but people that are siblings, you know this. All dad told you to do was to bring the food and shut your mouth. <laughs> You're going to get yourself in trouble. You're not even in the army. What is wrong with you? And David said, is there another cause? I just showed up. And this guy is mouthing off. And I know what I carry. I know whose I am. I know the God that lives inside of me. So long story short, this, the message got to the ears of Abner, who is the captain of the guard, and then it got to the ears of Saul. So he had an audience with the king. And the king said, are you sure you want to go and fight this? Because nobody wants to do it. Saul doesn't want to do it. Habna doesn't want to do it. I mean, these are men that are trained in battle. You know, there are some battles that you don't need to have experience. You just need to have the Holy Ghost. There are some situations that come against you that you may not have, you may have zero experience. But if you have the Holy Ghost, you're good. So David said, don't worry, I'll take care of this guy. I just want the record to show that you promised me money, <laughs> you promised me the wife, <laughs> and no more taxes. That sounds pretty good. How many of you will sign up for that? No more taxes. <laughs> no more taxes. That was pretty good. And David, uh, we got to read this. Let's go to verse 32. This is David. Verse 32, then David said to Saul, this is David talking to the king of the land, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul, who should know better? Somebody say he should know better. Saul said to David, you are not able to go. Have you ever had people like that? That you are standing in faith and standing strong and they are chipping away at your faith. It's like, what is wrong with you? They are looking by the eyes of the natural. They are not looking with the eye of the spirit. They are not looking through the lens of the word of God. They are going based on what is happening, what the five senses are telling them. But we know, we know better. We know that we have the natural realm and we also have the spiritual realm. And in that spiritual realm, my daddy runs everything. Now, y'all didn't hear me there. My daddy runs everything. He sits upon the throne and he's almighty. Almighty means he has all power. He has all power. Glory to God. Now, the, the, the leader of God's people said, you are not able to go against the Philistines to fight with him. And he tells him why. For you are a youth, and he is a man of war from his youth. Now, David calmed down the king. said, let me give you my own natural resume. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep the father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and took the lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I cut it by its beard. I struck it and I killed it. That doesn't make any sense. No natural sin person would do that. But when the Holy Ghost comes on you, when the power of the Most High comes on you, you do the crazy. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this, again, he brings that up, he has no covenant. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the army of the living God. Moreover, David said, now, when you hear that up to now, it sounds like David is talking about his covenant, which is kosher, but it sounds like he's bragging, like, you know, I went after the lion, I took it by the beard, I'm, ba I'm badass, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all of that and a, uh, and a, and a bag of chip. I, I, I can take anybody. But that's not what David is saying. Because you see that in the next verse. He said, David said, the Lord. Somebody say the Lord. The Lord who delivered me from the paws of the lion and from the paws of the bear. He would deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said, go. The Lord be with you. I don't believe God, Saul was saying that with a lot of faith. <laughs> he was like, okay, go. You want uh, to go for this suicide mission? Fine. Have at it. 
But this is where you have to know your God. The Bible says those who do know their God, they shall do what? They shall be strong and do exploits. Not those who read about him, not those who come to church once in a while when they are in crisis, but those who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. This is where the rubber meets the road. Everything we say we believe, everything we claim that we, post, we, we, we are confessing, we are believing, we are declaring. When the enemy comes at you, that's where you bring it to bear. That's where it will show that you are paying attention in class. <laughs> Glory to God. When the day of exam showed up, that's when it's going to show whether you are paying attention or not. Come on, church. Am I speaking this morning? Now, look at what happened next. Moreover, no, look at verse, verse 38. So Saul attempted to clothe David with his garment. Now, there's another message in there. There's a garment that God has for each of us, for the assignment and the call of God on our life. You can't wear some, I can't wear Daniel's garment. The, the garment that God made for Daniel is custom fitted for him. I got to wear my own garment. Glory to God. So Saul had a garment that was made for him for war. And David tried to wear it. He said, no, this, this ain't for me. This is too heavy. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't wear it. Now, David, a little boy. I want us to picture this. You know, the Lord Jesus is my all-time hero. But David is very close. David is pretty close. He has no defense. He has no, nothing protecting his front, back, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Can you picture this? Am I the only one that's tripping on this? Everybody in that vicinity on both sides are strapped up. But David said, I don't need it. Oh, you have to believe God to do that. You have to know him to do that. You have to have had some time with him. And we know that David has a relationship with God. Because in the backside of the desert, when the sheep are bleeding, David is hanging out with God. He built his relationship where nobody is seeing it. So I want to tell you, the biggest, the biggest dimension where you receive revelation, thank God for the preaching of the word, thank God for ministry gift, the fivefold, but where you get koinonia, where your faith gets root, is in the secret place. In the secret place. When nobody is there, when the lions and the bears will come at you and the God of heaven will deliver you, that's where you develop that intimacy. Now, the Bible said in verse 40, he took his staff in his hand, which is like a stick, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, in a pouch, which he had, and, he, and, as his, and a sling in his hand, and he drew near the Philistine. I want you to see the, it's a standoff. I want you to use your imagination. It's a standoff. James, if you can help me. I want you to stand on that side. James is anointed, the blood of Jesus is on him, but you are Goliath. I'm David. I gotta be David. I gotta be David. I got the mic. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> so there's a standoff. I want you to picture this. Stand, you know, menacing and all of that. <laughs> Glory to God. So David left the camp of Israel with a, a pouch on this side. No protection. Just a pouch with five stone and a sling. And he began to run. You got to be out of your mind to do that. Forget about Goliath. Look at the Philistines behind Goliath. All of them with weapons of war. This is not, this is not a pie in the sky. He's looking at sudden death. If God does not show up. Thank you, brother. You are anointed. Now you are back to David. <laughs> he ran towards him. He ran towards him. God is speaking to his church today to have that David spirit. The spirit of boldness. The spirit of boldness, knowing that God is going to show up. 
I want you to know this because I've watched some documentaries in here. In years past, we had some scientists trying to debunk what happened, and they said, oh, it was a very big stone, and there was an opening on the skull, and they tried to explain it away. But this is the part that trips me. You know, I did physics when I was in high school and in college. I have an engineering background. David is running, and he grabbed a stone, just a random stone, put it in the sling as he was running and flew it, and it happened to hit him right there. Even if there was a gap there, what are the mathematical chance? Somebody help me out. The mathematical scientific chance that that event will occur, and that gets us back to a miracle God. I want you to know that the moment David took those stones, the Holy Ghost came on them. So it was a Holy Ghost guided missile. Am I preaching this morning? It was a Holy Ghost guided missile. It wasn't the accuracy of David or his marksmanship that allowed him to hit Goliath. It was the Holy Ghost. (laughs) The God of Israel. And he's your papa. Let me say that again. He is your papa. And he's going to bring you out. So God sent me this morning to tell you, fear not. Your daddy is the baddest on the hill. (laughs) Hallelujah. Why not? Why should I fear not? Oh, we have, you know, I've learned something now. Um, I don't necessarily have to preach everything I prepare. I don't necessarily have to preach it. Because I can catch it up next time. Glory to God. I just follow what the Lord is saying. Glory to God. So this Philistine, now let's look at verse 43. Because this is where we, the robber meets the road. Because I want to show you the spiritual dimension that came into the, into the conflict. So David ran. <laughs> but before we get to that, in verse 43, the Philistine says to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with a stick? He was, he was uh, annoyed, disgusted. He had, he had an attitude. How, we, how many of you will agree with that? My dog? Because he's so confident in himself. Number one, is everybody's afraid of him. All of Philistines are afraid of him, and all this side are afraid of him. Everybody's afraid of him. Have you seen bullies like that? He said, am I a dog? That you come to me with a stick. Because he's a shepherd, he has a stick. So David, <laughs> woo! And the Philistine curse David by his God. I want you to know that the enemy, this physical enemy, was not just depending on his stature, it was depending on the supernatural. The demons of Philistines and the gods of Philistines were backing him up. I want you to picture with me in the realm of the spirit. There's an array, just like we have a natural array of men on the Israeli side and on the Philistine side. There is an army of angels on this side. There's an army of demons on this side. So the warfare that's going on in your life is not just natural. But the Bible says the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty true God to the pulling down of stronghold, casting down imagination and every item that exalts itself against knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience obedience of Christ. So what was happening is not just physical, it was deploying the spiritual. But because David knew his God, his words and his action gave the angels permission to go. Watch your words. If you don't got anything good to say, shut your mouth. I'm talking about what you need to say about yourself, about that situation. If you're going to say anything, pick up the word. I believe that it's going to end well for me. I believe God is going to do a miracle. I don't see how, but I believe God. Begin to declare that. Because God says, fear not. So he caused David by his God. 
And the Philistine said to David, come to me, and I will give your flesh. He's using words. You know, we've been taught over and over and over again the power of our words. He's using words. He said, come to me, I will feed your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field. Now it's David's turn. Somebody say, it's David's turn. Now it's your turn. The enemy is speaking. The situation is speaking. What are you going to say? The Holy Spirit is reminding me again. Many, many years ago, when, they, when Miracle was in the hospital, the doctors gathered. Amen? The doctors gathered. Again, they are not mean. They are not trying to be bad or anything. They're just telling us what is happening. And there were about 10 of them, uh, maybe even more than that, because they brought the new trainee doctors there. So the room was packed with suits and everything. And they told us not to raise our hopes, not to do this, not to do that. These are things that's going to happen. This is what's happening in the brain. This is what's happening in the spine. It looked bad. I'm not a doctor, but I can see the image they showed us. And while they were saying that, my papa spoke to me. He said, what are you going to say, son? With trembling. Sometimes you have to say the word of God with your lips quivering. With trembling. I said to them, doctors, I appreciate everything you guys are doing. And we want you to continue to do it. But I know another doctor... So when I said that, I wasn't finished yet. He said, oh, you know, they thought he was a physical doctor. Maybe we can practice with him and consult with him. His name is Jesus. The moment I said Jesus, their face went like, oh, Lord. This is one of them snowflakes. This is one of them snowflakes. But who's laughing now? Jesus! Jesus! He won that battle for us. And whatever battle we are going through right now, whatever battle you are going through right now, you are coming out on the other side. Yeah. Glory to God. Now it's David's turn. How many of you are in a hurry? Let's learn this. God is speaking, so don't be in a hurry. Glory to God. Then David said to the Philistine, it's David's turn. It's your turn. The Lord spoke to me and said, tell my people it's your turn to declare my word. Amen. Even when it feels like you are chewing sawdust, it doesn't sound good in your mouth. Say it anyway. Amen. Say it anyway. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more you say it, the more it strengthens in your spirit. And then it's, it's like a cycle. I've preached that before. You say it, you hear it. You say it, you hear it. You say it, you hear it. Say it! I believe we are coming out. I believe my wife will be healed. I believe John will be set free. I believe Global River will be set free. In the name of Jesus. It's your turn. Open your mouth and declare the word of the Lord. Open your mouth and declare the word of the Lord. It, it may, it, you may even have to get your Bible out and read it. Because you haven't committed it to your heart yet. It's okay. He has the same power. David said, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, with a javelin, but I come in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, somebody say this day. This day. Uh, say it like you believe it. This day, this day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you, and I will take your head, and this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air, to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know there is a God in Israel. Then all the assembly on both sides, on Israel's side and on the Philistine side, will know that the Lord does not say with a sword, you may bring a sword, but I don't need it. That's what Papa is saying. You can bring your sword, but I don't need it. I am God all by myself. I am God all by myself. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into my hands. Now I want you to picture what happened. Remember we were looking at the spiritual realm. We've got what's happening in the natural. They are in a standoff and Joe Goliath is speaking. Now David is speaking. This little teenage boy He's speaking to this grown badass warrior. Taller than everybody. You know, the Bible introduced Saul to us that he's taller than everybody in Israel. But this guy is taller than Saul. 
Now, in the realm of the spirit, I want you to picture what happened. The angels, after he declared the word, it's a matching order. For I read in my Bible that I did not, I did not ministering spirit sent forth to minister to those who shall be heirs of salvation. And the Bible also tells me that they hearken to the voice of this word. So when you give God's word a voice, you You've activated them. I remember when I was growing up, I loved to watch uh, cartoons. And then they, they would activate their power. And then things would strap up. And then they, the weapons would come out. And then they go to work. When you speak the word of God, you activate the angels. Glory to God. So I want you to see in the spirit, the angels went to work. And you can hear clanging, clanging of sword in the realm of the spirit. The head of the main guy went down. The second guy went down. The second, in the, in the realm of the spirit. I'm talking about in the realm of the spirit. All the angels, the demons of hell that are backing him up, their heads went down. Because it happens first in the spirit before you see it in the natural. Before David slung, all of that took place already. So David now was... Uh, how do I say it? Prophetic acting, what was happening in the realm of the spirit. So he ran, and then he slung, and then boom, and then Goliath. And then I read it yesterday. The, Goliath did not fall anyhow. He fell face down. He was humiliated. He had to bow before the king of kings. He had to bow before the Lord of lords. It was a, bath, it was a spiritual battle. He fell face down. So God sent me to tell you today, fear not. Amen. Fear not. He is with you. He is going to bring you out. He is going to bring you out. I'm telling you, you know, when you talk about warfare, preparing and getting ready for this message, I prayed like, like a wildfire. I mean, all kinds of pressure. All kinds of pressure, almost, I don't even know what to call it, like demonic oppression. But I just can't. Ah, you have to learn to pray in the Holy Ghost. You have to learn to pray in the Holy Ghost because you activate stuff in the realm of the Spirit. And if you can't pray, sing. Do something. Declare the word. Don't back down. Don't give up. Don't, don't let up. Stand! For the victory is yours. Yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Fear not. Yes. Why should I fear not? Because my daddy is the baddest in the hill. Why should I fear not? Because my daddy is the baddest on the hill. The Bible says the sea saw him and fled. Oh, what ail you, O mountain, that you skip like ram? The psalmist said. The, the, the mountain saw him coming, and he was skipping like ram. Mountain. You know mountain? Skipping like ram. That's in your Bible. I'm not preaching heresy. The mountain skipped like when he saw him. He saw his majesty. He saw his glory. He saw his power. That's your papa. That's your daddy. He said, fear not! There's no enemy that can come against you that will make daddy shake. Daddy doesn't shake. The Bible says he sits upon the throne with all power in his hand. I bring good news to somebody. I bring encouragement to somebody's heart today. I've been traveling in prayer. Fear not! God is bringing you out. You are going to sing the song of the Lord. You are going to dance for victory. You are going to praise him because he's bringing you out. Amen. You know the story. David stood on Goliath. I don't want to do that to you, brother. I weigh something. <laughs> David stood on Goliath. So pretend Goliath is standing right here. David took his sword. Because he ain't got no sword. Excuse my English. He doesn't have a sword. He took his sword, cut off his head. And David is showing you how to get ahead in life. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, somebody cut that. 
how to get victory in life, how to get ahead in life by being bold in the Lord. Cut off his head. Hallelujah. Fear not because he's your helper. Fear not because Christ was crucified. The Lamb of God was slain. We talked about that earlier. Before the foundations of the world. And every promise in him are yes and in him. Amen. Amen. Am I quoting scripture? Yes. Is this the word of God? Yes. Why don't we just believe it? Amen. I want you to say this. I believe God. Men, men, I want you to say this. I believe God. I know women, they are going to whoop us now. Women, I want you to say this. I believe God. Let's say it together. I believe God. Amen? If that's all you can say, when you are, because as soon as you, the, the anointing of the Lord is on the message, you are feeling the presence of God, but as soon as you walk out that door, the enemy is going to come at you. You say, yeah, now that, you are, now that Bishop is done, do you really believe God? You say, I believe God. I refuse to fear. You have to get radical. It doesn't matter where he arrests you. You give it back to him. You notice what happened here? Goliath spoke because he was deploying the supernatural. David also spoke. Do you know what happens with many believers? We keep our mouth shut for hours on end, for days on end, for weeks on end. We don't say nothing. He's pounding you, he's pounding you, he's telling you your child is not coming back, he's not going to get off of drug, that sickness is going to kill you, that disease is going to take your life, that money that you need is never going to come. And then you sit there. You just sit there and take it. It's a conversation that's going on in your brain, in your head, in your soul. You just sit there and take it. Rise up, my brothers and sisters. Be a David. Because the, the boldness of David is on the inside of you. Because if the spirit of, that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, that same spirit will give life to your mortal body. The Holy Ghost is in you. Arise. Oh, many times I'll be, I'll be in a meeting or in a place where you're not supposed to speak, and then thought will come up in my head. I give you back. I'll be like David. No, I, it's not going to happen. This is going to happen. This is what the word of God says. You speak. Glory to God. You speak. God said, sent me to tell you today, fear not. Because he's your shepherd. Fear not. Because he's your living king. Fear not. Because he has never lost the battle. He has the perfect batting average. And he's not going to lose on your own account. And I want to say this, you know, in, in context. You know, our sister Dela uh, went home to be with the Lord last week, and people would die, you know, and we can't explain it. So don't let that stop your race. Amen? I love her. I love her dearly. I know very little about her, but, you know, we had a relationship, the little bit of time that I spent with her. But our race is done. Our race is done. Our family is grieving. We grieve with them. We, 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 we commiserate with them. But run your race. Run your race. Don't go and be, I'm, I'm speaking by the Holy Ghost. Don't be in a spiral. Uh, what if, what if, if that happens to her and that happens to him, that happens to that, what about me? The, the devil will lock you. <laughs> Stay in the word. Stay in the word. Keep running your own race. It's an individual race. Now we run it together. We encourage one another. But it's an individual race. Don't let the enemy suck you in and say, what about this person and that person? They are home. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You got to see our brothers and sisters now. They are running up and down the streets of gold. There's no tears. There's no crying. There's no, they're not. Glory to God. I just felt uh, prompted by the Holy Ghost to speak to that. Stay in the word. Fight for the victory is yours. Fight for the victory is yours. 
deploy the supernatural because I'm a supernatural God. I'm speaking by the Holy Ghost. Deploy the supernatural. Deploy the weapons I've given you because I am a supernatural God. You are not alone. I am with you. I said in my word, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So why are you cowering down? Why are you in tears? Rise up my daughter. Rise up my son and declare my word because I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And as you declare my word, you engage my angels to go to work on your behalf. You engage the host to go to work on your behalf. You engage the host. They can, they can bring money. They can bring rescue. They can bring anything that my word promised you. So rise, my daughters. Rise, my sons, and declare my word. See the spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. Speak life. Speak life. Amen. Be radical. Get in your bedroom and declare the word of the Lord. Get in the bathroom and declare the word of the Lord. In your car, declare the word of the Lord. I am coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out with a testimony. Who is coming out with me? I'm coming out with a testimony. I'm coming out with a miracle. I'm coming out with a miracle. Somebody say, I'm coming out with a miracle. I'm coming out with a miracle. Because my daddy loves to do miracles. He loves it. He loves it. And he loves to do it because he loves us. Glory to God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. I definitely have much more to say, but I believe the message is over. So I want us to take, do something this morning. I want us to practice what we preached. Amen. I want you to practice. How many of you have two or three more minutes? I want you to stand on your feet. You've been sitting, and I've been standing. Glory to God. But when you're doing this, the anointing, you don't feel it. So we are going to declare the word of the Lord over our lives. You know the area where the enemy has cornered you. Even though it looks like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. So I want you to begin to declare the word of the Lord. Begin to declare the word of the Lord over that situation. Begin to speak. This is family. Amen? This is family. So don't be quiet. Don't, don't, don't do the silent prayer that they do in Methodist church and all those churches. <laughs> Open your mouth and declare. Declare. Declare the word of the Lord. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. John is coming out. Mama Hadi is coming out. George Phyllis is coming out. Global River Church is coming out. Dog is coming out. Ah, Bruce is coming out. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Coach Mike is coming out. His family is coming out. I mean, coming out into their miracle. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Everyone under the sound of my voice, I declare the word of the Lord over you. You are coming out in the name of Jesus. Pastor Tom, you are coming out into your wealthy place, into a new, into a new beginning in the name of Jesus. Pastor, Pastor Willie, you are coming out in the name of Jesus. Pastor Terry, you are coming out in the name of Jesus. Everyone under the sound of my voice, you are coming out in the name of Jesus. Bola, you are coming out in the name of Jesus. I declare to you, you, you are coming out in the name of Jesus. Everyone that, are, that is bound by sickness, bound by evil, bound by the demonic. By the reason of the call of God upon my life, I decree and I declare you are loosed in the name of Jesus. You are coming out in the mighty name of Jesus. I release the fire of God right now. I release the fire of God right now over every house, over every marriage, over every life, over every situation, over court case, over job situation, over family situation. I release the fire of God to go to work now in the mighty name of Jesus. You are coming out. You are coming out. You are coming out in the name of Jesus. I speak to every body part.
From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, I speak to brain, I speak to your eyesight, I speak to your nasal cavity, I speak to your mouth, I speak to your neck, I speak to your bones, I speak to your organs, I speak to intestines. I speak to blood disease, I speak to bone disease, I speak to every cancerous cells. I release the fire of God, the healing power of God. I release the healing power of God right now in the name of Jesus. I release the favor of God in the name of Jesus. I release unending favor, favor that makes no sense. Jobs are open to you in the name of Jesus. Better jobs are open to you. The favor of God is alighted upon your life in the name of Jesus. Everything that has held you down, you are loosed in the name of Jesus. For he sent us, he sent his servant to go and set the captives free. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the captives. He has sent me also, just like he sent the apostles. So therefore, in the name of Jesus, I decree you are set free. You are released right now in the name of Jesus. I decree you are released. Joy is yours. Prosperity is yours. Breakthrough is yours. Turnaround is yours. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody praise him tonight. Somebody praise him. He's our king. He's our king. He's our helper. Father, we thank you. I have to wrap it up. Preachers don't know how to quit because he didn't call us to quit. So let's just wrap it up. Father, we just thank you for what you have done, the word that has been released. Lord, I thank you for the heart of my brothers and sisters. You know, I carried, I, I hate to say this, but I pray for you guys. I pray, I know many of you pray too. But the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, is dynamic in power. So let's not give up. Who's with me? We are not backing down. We are not giving up. Those who are with us are more than those who are against us. We will see that miracle. We will dance and praise God on your behalf. We will dance and praise God on behalf of your family. We will dance and praise God on your behalf. I say that by the prophetic word of God in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. We honor you. We give you praise. And those that are watching from home, please, we bless you as well. The grace of the Lord is with you. The power of the Most High is with you. You are set free in the name of Jesus. Your mind is free. Your heart is set free in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Remember, you are a lion. Act like one. <laughs>